Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report, whether this is your first time here or your last time here or somewhere in between. I appreciate that you're here today so that we can discuss Jay Woodcroft being relieved of his duties as Edmonton Oilers head coach on Sunday morning after the Edmonton Oilers in their first 13 games went 3-9-1. and one. And they actually won last night against Seattle. They looked really good. They shut down the, the Kraken, only allowed one goal. Uh, Stuart Skinner in goal only allowed that one goal. And he looked pretty decent. Like, it was a good all-around game by the Oilers. McDavid clearly looks injured. He's a little off, but like Drysaddle, he did his part. And they had a good game. And everybody thought this would buy Jay Woodcroft a little bit of time. You know, you don't usually fire your head coach after a victory. You usually wait till... They, they lose a horrible game and then you get fired and it could have happened after the San Jose loss on Thursday, but they held out and then they beat the Kraken. And now Sunday morning, Jay Woodcroft is fired and the Edmonton Oilers have been the talk of the NHL town all season long because they have Stanley Cup expectations and it clearly has not been good enough. And this decision here to let go of Jay Woodcroft appears to be a decision that comes straight from the top from Jeff Jackson. We're going to break down three important things here with this firing. It's one, Jeff Jackson clearly made this decision and he's brought in the McDavid whisperer in Chris Knobloch as the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Secondly, Jay Woodcroft in his tenure himself has had a pretty decent run and he probably doesn't deserve this, but this is the lay of the land. And three, Ken Holland in his tenure as general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. Let's start at the very top with Jeff Jackson. So Jeff Jackson is Connor McDavid's former agent. This past summer, he was named CEO of Hockey Operations of the Edmonton Oilers. And being Connor McDavid's former agent, you know, the, you understand where that tie comes in. He also was uh, Austin Matthews' agent, and he does have some experience in these front office roles. A lot of you Leaf fans out there might remember he was the assistant general manager back in 2006 of the Toronto Maple Leafs and actually was the GM of the Toronto Marlies as well for that little bit when he was in the Leafs organization. So he has some experience here, but his most recent experience was being Connor McDavid's agent and the agent to other players like Austin Matthews and Connor Brown, who he actually negotiated the deal for Connor Brown when he signed with the Edmonton Oilers and then became CEO of Hockey Operations, which is like a weird little incest signing thing, which is a whole other issue we'll get into on a later date. But this is very important. All of this is important because it leads directly to Jay Woodcroft's replacement, Chris Knobloch. Chris Knobloch comes from the AHL affiliate of the New York Rangers. But that experience as a head coach isn't relevant here. What's important here is that Chris Knobloch was Connor McDavid's coach when he was at the Erie Otters. And it doesn't even begin there when we get into the ties of Knobloch and Jackson and McDavid because Frank Saravalli writes this on Twitter. Lots of people will say Chris Knobloch lands in Edmonton because of Connor McDavid. But what is clear is Oilers CEO Jeff Jackson has a big belief in Knobloch. As agent, many of Jackson's clients played for Knobloch. McDavid, Connor Brown, Alex Dabrinkit, 
Taylor and Darren Radish, Travis Dermott, and Ben Harper. And Greg Wyshynski even expands on this as well, pointing this out. From an article in 2017, Jeff Jackson said this about Knobloch. Connor McDavid was going to play in the NHL no matter if Chris coached him or not. But he made Connor a better player, Jackson said. He teaches a culture of winning and speed and puck movement, but he empowers all the kids. So what we have here is a case of how people get hired in hockey. Like, I'm going to be completely frank about this. A lot of hockey hirings are, hey, I know that guy from then. We worked in the same circles because the same 12 guys work in every team. All the same 12 guys know each other, and they all got hired in circles. So Jeff Jackson has a long relationship with Chris Knobloch. Chris Knobloch, who has no head coaching experience at the NHL level, but has a great relationship with Jeff Jackson, who is the new CEO. He says, I have a head coach who's not getting it done with this terrible start. I'm now in charge here. Jay Woodcroft is never my guy. Chris Knobloch's my dude. I have an excuse now. Awful start to the year. I can bring in my guy in Knobloch. And that is what happened in this instance. Whether this gets McDavid going or not, who knows? I think the injuries are what's going to hold McDavid back. And when he's 100% healthy, when he's 100% feeling right, that's what's going to get McDavid going. But here we clearly have the best player on a team, Connor McDavid, and ownership at, at the ownership level, hiring his former agent, Hiring a guy who coached him at Erie Otters, the team is being built around McDavid, which makes sense in some ways, but we're clearly getting here an organization in Edmonton where it's being built around one player and one group of guys who work well and have a long history with this one player. To Jay Woodcroft himself, Jay Woodcroft had a terrific tenure in Edmonton, and it sucks that he's a casualty of the new guy coming in and wanting to put his guys in place. Jay Woodcuff finishes with the highest winning percentage for a head coach in Edmonton Oilers history. I believe it's a 643. He finishes with Edmonton. Obviously, you want to win a Stanley Cup when you have McDavid and Dreisaitl. That is the goal, but he can only coach what he has. And Jay Woodcuff came into the season. He tried to implement a new defensive system because he clearly saw that the way the Oilers were playing defense was not successful. So he tries that. Doesn't, doesn't work at all. Defense is effective. If anything, the defense is worse because the guys they have can't grasp this new zone defense they're trying to play. And 3-9-1, you know the deal. They blame Woodcroft. There is a history of teams getting a bump from a new head coach. That is not untrue. That is that is kind of based on just the numbers of when you fire your head coach in the National Hockey League is a very real thing when your team starts to play a little better. The guys get a little bit more motivated. And for whatever reason, they play a little better in the new head coach, whether it's just a morale boost of having the new guy, just a new change of scenery. A, hey, after the head coach is gone, now it's on the players. Now they all play well. It's a thing. So I assume we might see a little better play out of the Oilers here just by default in the next couple weeks. But do they have the players to actually turn this around? And that is where it falls to what I think is the actual problem here if we're talking about, hey, what is actually going wrong with the Edmonton Oilers? And that is the ensemble cast that was built by Ken Holland, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, who... I believe, should probably be relieved of his duties at the same time as Jay Woodcroft. If Jeff Jackson thinks that there's a problem with the organization, I don't think it falls entirely on head coaching. It falls on the lineup that Ken Holland has put together and the lack of wiggle room that they have to make deals because of how close to the sun they're playing with the salary cap and and the actual horses that they have out there going. And, and if we look back on 
Ken Holland's biggest moves here as Edmonton Oilers general manager. We see highlights like trading away Costin and Yamamoto this past offseason, trading away Ethan Bear for Warren Fogle, trading away Caleb Jones for Duncan Keith, Caleb Jones and a third round pick for Duncan Keith, acquiring Brett Kulak for William Langison and the second round pick that would eventually turn into Lane Hudson. Like, we don't have very many good deals. He, he made the Matias Ekholm deal for Tyson Berry, which was a really good move, but that's just one move and a whole hoist of bad moves. And I wonder if Ken Holland is now just a sit and duck and Jeff Jackson is going to make this move eventually, probably at the end of the season. So you don't disrupt as much of this organization as possible mid season. And Ken Holland's just going to lose his job come the end of this, especially if we get to a scenario where the Edmonton Oilers either lose in the first round or fail to make the playoffs because they are so far out of the playoffs right now. It's going to be such a climb to get back into it and try and reach that 95 point threshold, which is kind of where playoff t- the bottom of the playoffs sit. But if you look at Ken Holland's resume as general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, it's not impressive at all. The, the Edmonton Oilers have beaten two teams since he's become general manager. They beat the Calgary Flames in the second round where they destroyed the franchise and then everybody left Calgary after that loss. And then they've beaten the Kings twice. They've beaten two NHL franchises since Ken Holland was general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. They lost that weird playing round to the Blackhawks in the bubble season. They got swept by the Winnipeg Jets. Ken Holland hasn't done much as GM. And I don't know how you sit there and say, ah, Jay Woodcroft is the problem, but Ken, Hol- Ken Holland isn't. So I think he's a sitting duck right now. Jeff Jackson is going to make that move come some point, unless this team miraculously rebounds and goes on to reach the Stanley Cup final or something. I don't know. I don't see how he's long for Edmonton. And I think McDavid and ownership are building the McDavid and Jeff Jackson and Chris Knobloch organization. And I should also throw in there before I leave here today. Um, Dave Manson was also released of his duties as assistant coach. And Paul Coffey, former Edmonton Oiler great, is going down as a assistant coach to the bench. He was a senior advisor uh, before he was just named assistant coach. So those are the moves happening in Edmonton today. I didn't expect to be talking about this, but sometimes the news dictates the topic. So that's that's it for me today. Thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere in the world if you chose to be listening or watching this podcast right now. And I appreciate you for that. I will see you on Thursday. Good night from Toronto. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.